What's up, Warrior Nation? I'm your host, Jonathan Heimbaugh, alongside... Kane Kingoli. And today we're going to be talking about the new album from the world's best boy band, Brockhampton, and their new album, Iridescence. So, Caden, it's been a couple It's been a couple months. It's been nine months exactly, almost, since Brockhampton released Saturation 3. And, well, a lot of stuff has gone down. Can you, can you fill us in a little bit? Um, things have happened since Saturation, the trilogy dropped. Uh, there was a summer of Brockhampton for them. You know, I mean, album, album, album looked really good for them. I think... The big turning point, obviously, is they lost their kind of edgy, darker member, and that is Amir Van. Um, with the loss of Amir, they lost a lot of uh, deep kind of bass tones. I mean, Face is all Amir. If you're a fan, you're very familiar with Face, I hope. Um, the dilemma came because he was confused, uh, um, convicted of sexual misconduct, uh, sort of like a rape kind of situation. It was very unclear when the band brought it out, but he's just removed from the band fully. Um, the band signed with... Jaden Smith, a very big milestone. RCA setting. Records, man. Yeah, went from no label to no label. Mm-hmm. I mean, label to label, and mm-hmm. it was just a very big turning point, I think, in their career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And All that right. brings us to today for Iridescence with uh, some really great songs. I don't enjoy it as much as John does, so however. <laughs> <laughs> so, essentially, Brockhampton introduced Iridescence as uh, they went to London for a couple of days and they decided to pump out a record in 10 days. <laughs> Um, on, the, on the famous Abbey Road, where the where the Beatles recorded their first their fourth studio album, another famous boy band. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna take a look at this album real quick. We're gonna go track by track. So, can can you give your overall thoughts of Iridescence before we get into it? Um, so, Iridescence as a whole, I think you could slap off the first maybe four or five tracks, and I would not even remember them. Mm-hmm. I would be unbothered. I think the album out as as a whole is uh, maybe an eight out of ten, seven out of ten. I think where it really falls flat. Is that um, if you look at the hype songs like Wildfire mm. and like all those kind of like they felt very like pump upish, mm. like it got me in the moment for this new album. I was excited, mm. but I think it falls through on the actual album because it they don't have any of that kind of magic mm. to it. I think I think a lot of the powerful songs are the slower ones where they're more emotional. Mm-hmm. I will admit though, this album brought out Don. Don is a whole new person after this mm. album. He's brand new. He has personality. <clears throat> he becomes more of a, a figure of the band. And um, also, Bareface got some some actual mm-hmm. talent here. Yeah, we, we've, seen, we've seen the most out of Bareface ever on a project on, on this new album. I think there's the loss of, the loss of Amir. They need that new, that new member to step up. So Bareface, obviously, he, he has this one, one track typically at the end of the Saturation Trilogy, except for number three. And he comes in, comes in pretty hard in a couple of these songs. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go right into it. We're going to give track by track, starting off with New Orleans. Kane, give us your thoughts on New Orleans. Forgettable, not even (laughs) that song. New Orleans, not to hate. I'm a big Brockhampton fan. But New Orleans is probably one of the worst starts to any album, in my Mm. opinion. I don't think it should have been there. I don't Mm. know where it came from, and I wanted to go back. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Do I think it's the weakest of all the Brockhampton starter songs? Absolutely. Uh, I don't think it's I don't think it's unlistenable by any stretch, <laughs> but um, I think Dom's verse is super hot on this. I think it's amazing. Um, let's think. Uh, Bear Phrase's little intro was definitely the most forgettable part of it. His little mumbles, I couldn't even understand. Yeah. It. But uh, Joba came out pretty strong in my opinion. I think Kevin's chorus is pretty darn good. Oh, can we talk about how this is Kevin's album? Though, oh, just as a quick aside, Kevin album. Kevin Kevin's everywhere on this album. Mm-hmm. He really took his lead as kind of the, the powerhouse of Brockhampton after the departure of Amir. I just think it's kind of crazy. Definitely. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like for, for a start of the album, I think I think it starts off so well with this crazy beat coming, but then it just, it seems like it lasts maybe a minute too long, and just the verses really aren't really? there. 
I just I, I think Merlin's part wasn't as, as memorable as people think it is. I've heard I've heard people being like Merlin snapped on this track. I'm like, yeah, it was just. I, I think Merlin on this track was a different Merlin than we've seen throughout all of Brockhampton. You know what I mean? To an extent, uh, a lot of Merlin just been kind of like aha uh -huh, humor, like mm -hmm. oh he's so random and wacky. He's in a big thing of cereal right now, mm -hmm. like. Mm -hmm. I don't know. He's just always kind of been like, whatever I do is supposed to be funny. And this album is his more serious take, yeah. his more emotional take. Definitely. Which I don't know how to feel about it. But. All right. So we go from New Orleans immediately into the, the next song, Thug Life. It has that smooth intro into it, just going from one song to another. That's the part I love most about it. Now, Thug Life as a whole doesn't really have much for me in there, but that in that... Quick transition alone, I just love my you do. favorite part. Ooh, I, love I think uh, a lot of things on this album, transitions are pretty hard. Maybe mm -hmm. at the end they fall off a little bit, but I think I think a lot is catching you off guard. Mm -hmm. Like the cause off guard with this album changing its name like three times, mm -hmm. or like when it released, how fast it released mm -hmm. and stuff, you know what I mean? Um, Thug Life catches you off guard, because what do you think that song's going to be about? Mm -hmm. It's going to be about some sort of like hard beat, almost like a heat type thing. Mm -hmm. I That's what I imagine. Yeah, same. Kind of like where it's going to be talking about like a bad past. We're going to get some very emotional stuff. But it was just very like fluffy. Mm -hmm. It was it was just a light light couple of keys and just a smooth intro by Kevin, and or a smooth chorus by Kevin, and that was about it. And it, it was just quick. It wasn't really anything notable. I don't hate the song Main Stretch. It was just... It was just there. It was there. It was there. Yeah. Um, next up is Berlin. Berlin. <laughs> Berlin. Um... <laughs> Uh, like I said, like I, I agree with you uh, that this this first start of the album really it doesn't have all that much for me. Berlin included, unfortunately. Yeah. Where I like it enough, like I like the idea, like I like the like chaotic beat behind it. But like other than that, like I really can't understand anyone on the track. So. Oh yeah, the the track everyone seems lost on mm -hmm. them. That's where I'm I'm trying to understand where their parts come in. I think one of the hardest things about becoming a fan for Brockhampton is that you can't differentiate them a lot of the mm -hmm. time. You know, it's, you want to learn the people, but when you listen to the tracks, especially here, it just all kind of globs together. Into I something agree. you can't follow. Especially because Kevin auto-tunes his voice so often yeah. that he, you don't know whether it's Bareface or, or Kevin yeah. a lot of the time, especially Bareface isn't known yeah. for auto-tuning sometimes. And really that, that mixture makes it tough. And then they have a couple features, like on New Orleans, you have Jaden Smith. If yeah. no one would have told me it was Jaden Smith, I would have never I did, I did. I caught down the first playthrough. I listened to it again and yeah. again. I was like, Jaden Smith shouldn't be on here. Mm -hmm. The one thing I love about Barbara Campton is their individualism. And I think if they were to add a new member, if it's not just bringing a mirror back, unfortunately, mm -hmm. it's um, it has to be someone fresh. It has to be someone that's unpopular. Like, I don't want them to do features. I want them to be their own entity. Yeah, no, I completely agree. The no features thing, I mean, they have enough members already. They don't yeah. need they don't need to throw out another person. Well, what was, is Beyonce really on this album? She sampled She on samples it. on yeah. because I heard, like, I didn't really, I couldn't find her though. Like, I heard, mm -hmm. like, she didn't really pop up as much as I thought she yeah. would. Like, um, not to change subject, but I'm saying, like, on Eminem's revival. Mm -hmm. Walking on Water. Beautiful song. Like, I knew Beyonce was on there. This one, I feel like Beyonce offers star powers laws. Mm, I agree. But I'm okay with that. I don't want her back. Yeah. <laughs> I want this to be Definitely, definitely. Alright, well, so, out of, out of three, out of the first three songs, honestly, I have to give it to Thug Life as probably being my favorite, just because it's, like, it's quick enough. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, alright. But the other two, I don't even remember the lyrics from, like, except for Dom's intro in New Orleans. New Orleans really doesn't have that much for me. Um... Next song up is uh, something about him. Um, I love that. Song. I love. I love. Song. I love Kevin. Such a recovery. Such so, a recovery. If you're not familiar with the song, this is Kevin's chorus. This is Kevin's verses. This is Kevin mm -hmm. again being like, "I'm gay. Yeah. Get used to it." Yeah. And it's like 
And he just runs with that for the whole song. I think it's such a beautiful song. I think this is the happiest moment of this of the whole entire album. It's just like you have like all these darker moments. Like really, after the song, it gets into either aggressive and angry or like sad. suicidal yeah. and like kind of like a darker, deeper tone. But this is really one of those songs where it's just like Kevin's just like, "Yo, I'm in love. I have this guy," and he's just like, "He's happy." He's just talking about it. Yeah. I just, I, I really, I do enjoy the song a lot. Next song is Where the Cash At, and this is Merlin's big big point in the song. Yeah. Uh, on the whole album. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. I don't really feel... Again, there's, I think it's the same thing as Berlin or Thug Life. Like, they're not... It's not rememberable. Merlin cannot hold a song on his own, in my opinion. He needs everyone to kind of build a more sensitive vibe around him. Mm-hmm. I don't think, like, Merlin's a soloist. I think he improves every song he's in mm-hmm. by at least three times because mm-hmm. he just hypes it up a lot. But I don't think he's... Uh, He's kind of a song carrier. I really do think that that Merlin is getting better he every is. album. Yeah. So honestly, Merlin has never been my favorite member of the group. Yeah. But how um, could he be? I yeah. guess you know. He's he's come he's uh, as far as he's come from saturation one to now. He's definitely one of the bigger members, and people respect his stuff more. Yeah. And like what he's saying has a lot more impact. It's just like I don't think the beats meshing well with what he's trying yeah. to say, especially the chorus. Like where the cash at? I'm like yeah. he just doesn't. So, I think his voice, they should play on that a lot more. I think maybe mm-hmm. they should show that more. His mm-hmm. his accent is so mm-hmm. unique to that group. I agree. Like, it's amazing. I like when he raps with his accent. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Definitely yeah. cool. Um, his use of, the, when they used it on 1998, I love that. I love oh, his, I love yes. His, that was fantastic. Again, I'm saying, I think the singles out were, like, very good compared to the album. Mm-hmm. They felt very powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up is... One of my favorite tracks, this if is, not my favorite this track. This is where Dawn comes in and says, hey, Amir's gone, I'm Amir now. Mm-hmm. And then he just dominates mm-hmm. from there. He says, I'm the edgy one. Mm-hmm. Here's the sadness you needed. And I can live with it. Mm-hmm. I'm 100% okay with it. Um, before Amir's departure, he was my favorite of the group, mm-hmm. but I am okay with loving Dawn mm-hmm. for his yeah, way of playing Miracle Bill. I, I, love, I love his verse. Kevin's verse starts off the song super strong, talking about his homosexuality and his mis- misleading of his girlfriend when he started off, talking about how he really couldn't. He couldn't come to, you know, to, yeah. be interested in a woman when he was really interested in men the whole time. Yeah, insane. And, mm-hmm, it's just such a such a powerful thing, and especially coming from where the cash at, which is like this noisy, crazy thing, and then it, it just starts. That's, off that's, that's how I am with the first like five songs. It's all just kind of like. Mm-hmm. It's it felt like they were off another album mm-hmm. and they were like we need to throw this somewhere yeah. like guys did you hear this yeah. like it felt like a fever dream mm-hmm. you know what I mean I, like, I agree because like after wait this album really starts to get good for me like, oh yeah I really start to like every song I at least can find a good portion of it enjoyable yeah this is this is definitely Dawn's turning point mm-hmm. this is when he comes out I good. agree uh, next up is District and District doesn't feel like a step back for me from wait it feels like the almost the opposite of wait for me yeah. Where it's like it has kind of like those low key violin tones in the very beginning, and yeah. then it gets aggressive instead of just toning down. Yeah. And I, I I enjoy it for the most part. I don't I don't dislike it by any stretch. No, I think it's definitely a, a, not a strong track. Mm-hmm. I think if you were to rank these songs, like if you were to rank every song Brockhampton did, you'd mention this and mm-hmm. you'd be like, it was good, mm-hmm. but that's why it's so low because yeah. it was just so forgettable yeah. to an extent. Yeah, I agree. It's not a bad song. Uh, yeah, definitely. That's all I can really say about yeah. it. It's like. I, don't, I won't remember this song, but when it comes on, I'm like, oh, yeah, I could bump District. Yeah. Next up is Loophole. It's an interlude track. It's a talk between a rapper and a talk show host. I think that's. I think this is the best interlude they've done in any album, mm-hmm. Saturation or not. Completely agree. This, this is one of those that I, um, for you that don't know, I haven't listened to uh, Brockhampton albums. They usually have 
either these skits, skits one, two, and three, or cinema one, two, and three, or like different talking points of the members. Yeah, and, where they're basically saying like, it really has no play on the actual mm-hmm. album. It's just more of kind of like, yeah, we're kind of like having this funny little time. Yeah. And it always was Roberto on the trilogy. It was yeah. always Roberto speaking Spanish. Yeah. And like, you had to look it up. It was a mess. Yeah. I just did not. I, I did not vibe with it. Yeah. It was like my least favorite part of the trilogy. Lupul felt official. Mm-hmm. It felt sense. like, it was just like, it was just talking about fame and like how like you, at one moment you're on top and next next moment people will take advantage of you never being on top before. So they, they start to use it against you and. They take your money away and they take your fame away and they're, they're trying to get at you for you having this talent. And I think that's one of Broadcamps' biggest selling points, that they were kind of a solo band and mm-hmm. they knew that the internet built them, where the internet's first boy band, were mm-hmm. the biggest one. Mm-hmm. And after they signed with Jane Smith, I'm sure they're worried about being abused mm-hmm. and kind of mistreated. But I think Jane has a, a smart demeanor mm-hmm. and he's a businessman. Yeah, and I think, knows I think, how to work with yeah, him. I think Jane does really care about the group too, obviously being featured on the track before. Like, they, they've been they've been noted of being friends with Jaden Smith before, yeah. and so I'm I'm confident that this, this deal will work out. So uh, yeah, uh, next up is tape. I do I do I, genuinely I, enjoy I love tape. tape. Tape tape deserved to be on saturation one, mm-hmm. and it deserved to carry saturation one. Mm-hmm. It deserved to be a single on saturation one. I completely agree. <laughs> it was so good. I completely agree. I do love tape. Uh, I think Kevin goes real hard. I think Joe is Joe's little um uh, his little verse thing his um. I'm pretty sure Joe has been really quick on this yeah, too. I yeah. think they, I think after losing Amir again, they realize we need that kind of we need more rapping going on. We need mm-hmm. more of that. So Joba sings, but man, does Joba spit? Yeah, he, yeah. Um, Joba definitely was. This is another. I think I think this environment is where Joba thrives more. The chaotic sphere. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I think I think the beats lean towards this more like shouting, shouting esque rapping of just like real real quick triplets, real quick triplets and a shout. And oh like, yeah, yeah, I love it. And uh, yeah, I just I think the sh- song is definitely strong. It, it has more of that that uh, weight feel where it's kind of like it's kind of like pondering, but it's, it's also like it has. I think it's a little like, gritty to it. Yeah, it feels very nice. Mm-hmm. Was, I think that might be one of my top two favorite tracks. Yeah. But we we're getting down to the good ones. We're getting we're getting into the good stuff right now. But not before the bad one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love Joe Verde. Yeah, me and uh, John have been disagreeing a little bit about this album at points, but Joe Verde is I think our biggest disagreements. Mm-hmm. I. Don't hate Joe Verde, but pretty much, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like anything about this song. I don't enjoy it. I think I think uh, Joe Verde is uh, saved by Joba in the middle half. The middle half is so enjoyable because of the way Joe jo, Joba uh, delivers his lines. I, at first, it was so jarring. I was like, "Chill out, Joba." Yeah. But um, after I got used to it, I was like, "Nah, I like this." Um, real quick, we want to put something out. We haven't said Matt Champion's name once yet on this album. And that says it's a, a lot. It's a disservice to Matt Champion. It, it really is. I think as a uh, as a artist, Matt Champion should be probably the most established one outside of Kevin. Mm-hmm. He's he's released albums by himself. He has a fame outside of Brockhampton. Mm-hmm. But again, he's I think he was put on the back burner for this album. I they said, okay. Agree. You're, you're not really useful right now. The, the thing is, is I was expecting Matt to be the biggest one on this album, besides really? Kevin, yeah. because of how, how fantastic, well, him and Joba, I think we're going to be yeah. the two big ones, because of how fantastic he was, yeah, how fantastic he was in the singles, like every single verse that Kevin had on those three singles, 1998, 1997, 1999, I just loved so much, because of how like Matt they felt, like, and just like how wow he was. But um no, I just I can't remember a Matt verse on this whole thing. Like I can remember Kevin verses, I can remember Don verses, but like other than that, I'm just Yeah. Matt just does not show up for me. 
Which is unfortunate because I love Matt. He's I, not champion. And I was really hyped up because of, again, well, I think Wildfires were easily my favorite single. Mm-hmm. They got me the most hyped. I love Joe's verse on there and mm-hmm. stuff. But again, with Matt. Matt has that really good verse, mm. double up them shaking fries. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, he he's he's such a pivotal member to me, mm-hmm. and I love his style so much. It's a shame. They just kind of were like, okay, Matt, you're not useful right yeah. now. Like, it's not your album. And I get that, I guess, to an extent. Every member has their their moments on the album. Um, Matt, definitely during the trilogy series, was a pretty darn prominent figure, especially. But Matt, I would say, got put in the back burner for like one and two, and then, uh, not one, two, one, three, and then yeah. I think two is more where he shined, mm-hmm. we had bigger, you know, and it's just a shame to me. I don't know. I do enjoy his style. Yeah, I love Matt's style. But we um, move on down to, to oh, Honey. One of my favorite tracks, easily. I yeah. love Honey. So progressive. There, there are tracks, the album to me is split in half, where there's, there's new, crazier, like, glitchy Brockhampton, and yeah. then there's classic Brockhampton, yeah, and then there's is, this. I feel like this is like the best mixture of both we've experienced. So I think far. this is the best transition song in the whole album. Mm-hmm. Honey, Honey feels like I'm getting ready for more sad. Like everything else felt kind of jumbled before yeah. to me. But this is where it's saying, okay, we're starting to calm down after Joker. Mm-hmm. And this is like when you need to really listen into our yeah. story and like listen to what we're saying. Definitely. I feel like Don's uh, verse on Honey is fantastic. It's smooth. Smooth, it's smooth really like smooth. Honey. Yeah. It's smooth like, it's smooth like Honey. And the Honey has uh, an element of almost EDM or like it feels like you're on like a train almost when, it, when the a beat train. Yeah, I guess. And the same same thing goes with um, Wait after um, I'm pretty sure it's Kevin's verse. There's like this real weird like EDM. Yeah. So, and then it picks up with Joe's maybe, verse. And maybe that's Dawn. He's just like when I'm produ- when I'm hoping producing guys we're doing trades. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just it's it's wild but I like yeah. I feel like it had more direction. Uh Vivid's up next. I Vivid was the probably the track that grew me the most. Really? Yeah. I feel like I didn't like it as much nearly. I feel like I was like I was like, okay, here here's Joe Ver, honey. And it was like that track in the middle of San before of San really? Marcos and then went San Marcos and like yeah, but it's grown up a lot. Vivid in my opinion, if honey is a transition Vivid is the start of my top four favorite songs. Really? Easily. Wow. Easily. Okay. I, I, I mean, I respect it. Vivid, yeah, Vivid just feels like, I love, like, Brockhampton. There's, there's like, three forms. Like, they have a nice mix, where it's, like, heat. Like, it's, like, us screaming. Yeah. Or it's, like, kind of, like, a nice mix. Like, a, um, a Joe Verd or a Wade. Like, it's mm-hmm. kind of, like, a nice mix. And then there's, like, Too Light for me, which I don't like. Mm-hmm. I don't, like lamb Brockhampton as much oh, really? I love that song mm-hmm. but I don't want them to do that all yeah time. no I get it yeah definitely so Vivid kind of starts off for me it's cool it's relaxed but it moves on to in my opinion maybe the third best track oh really okay we're, gonna, we're gonna rank top five as yeah. a gap okay. and give you guys what you need to listen to off this album what, what you need your yeah. Brockhampton starter your, kit yeah, for this you, album <laughs> your Brockhampton fix if you want to get into it <laughs> um, okay now we're, now we're getting to my probably my top three honestly yeah, yeah. San Marcos. San Marcos is, if not my favorite, maybe second favorite Amazing. track on the song. Oh, so good. Uh, you start off with uh, a verses by the guy. You start with a good, uh, a good verse by Dom. Um, you have uh, Joba's verse I love, which is just, and it just builds from there. It's just like a slow creaking. And when it first starts off, it's Kevin talking and like with that auto-tune. And I'm yeah. like, Where's the song gonna go? It sounds like it's not gonna be all that good. And then the strings and the drums come in right after his like third bar. I think yeah, it is. this is the yeah. And it just like from there, and then carry on to the song about halfway through. This crazy child chorus comes in. Yeah, almost, oh yeah. Where it's just screaming like I want more out of life and this, and it just carries on the rest of the song. And it's just fantastic. It's ear warming, and it just 
honestly almost brought tears to my eyes. Really? Like, yeah, I just, like, it came off very surprising to me. I didn't yeah. know that it was going to take this turn. Yeah. But then I think it moves to the song everyone was waiting for. Mm. If you're a Brockhampton fan, you're aware of Tanya. Yeah, Tanya. You're aware. Um, Tanya was obviously their, uh, their their song they previewed on the Fallon show a good while ago, a long, yeah. long ago. Uh, way before the Not singles. even the same song now, though. Yeah, not even the same song. Completely reproduced and redone. And with the same verses, for the most part, a couple more explicit language. Um, just barely, like, Dom says the S word instead of life. Yeah. And that's that's about it. But really, just the, the transition from production value is fantastic. Tanya, to me, is a song that I've been waiting for the whole album. Mm-hmm. This, was the, this was the song that I listened to, and I said, this is, it all makes sense. Mm-hmm. It all connects, and I'm there for mm-hmm. the song. Tanya's amazing. Mm-hmm. I think Kevin... I, when that beat comes in on Kevin's yeah. verse, I honestly, like, it's like taken back. I'm just like, wow. Like, go, yeah, go I Tanya. Yeah. Like, like, I, <laughs> I want to, like, head bob. I want to be in the moment. Mm-hmm. That's... That's the Brockhampton I love. That's the soft, but like head bumping Brockhampton mm. I need in my life to sustain happiness. <laughs> Tanya for me was the track that once I heard it, the whole album kind of was just like, uh, like this retrospective of the it last. Connected. Track. Yeah, it just connect. It flew a lot better for me. Yeah, that's how it is. I think it gives you. I think because you're worried that it's not gonna have the the kind of super track. I guess you know what I mean. Because everyone has them like. Yeah. Like Bleach kind of like popped off. Yeah. And if you look at like even the genius views of these songs, like people that look up the lyrics, mm. that's the most viewed lyrics mm. in all of them. I like it. double almost, triple. Mm. All so right. then we move to the final track. Uh, the final track. And when I first heard Fabric, the track Fabric, I was not in love at all. And I was like, but there has to be something there. The second listen uh, changed my whole Wait, are you, t- are you telling me like you've got all the way through? Yeah. Like, I didn't like it the first time. No, I didn't love it the really? first time. I, oh, lo- my I gosh. liked it enough. And then the second time I listened to it, I fell in love. This is one of my favorite Brockhampton tracks. Yeah, out of like, any probably, album. Yeah, probably ever. Definitely in like my top five. I love this track. Because I think at first it caught me off guard. I was really upset coming off Tanya. And then it, the intro sounds like someone dropped spoons mm-hmm. down the stairwell. <laughs> and I was like, let's auto-tune that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like it sounds so like awful to mm-hmm. me. Like I didn't like the techno kind of crazy mm-hmm. stuff. But then it comes in. And you feel like you're ascending to heaven. Mm, I don't know if you listened to Mac Miller's album before he passed, Swimming, but the last track on that, So It Goes, mm, feels the same way. Like, I mm, feel like I'm transcending human, mm, like, life. No, like, it's, I, I know it's powerful. I did not expect it to be, like, I was, like, when I first listened to Fabric, I was just, like, why wasn't Tanya the ending track? And then after listening to it that second time, I was like, this makes total total sense yeah. when I picked as the yeah. last one. And then it ends, obviously, hinting at their next album, which isn't really a hint. Mm-hmm. It's basically telling you yeah. the years of our lives, uh, the best years of our lives. You know, it's going to be it's gonna be fantastic mm-hmm. if it's anything off Fabric. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So, so as a final statement, John, would you like to give your top five out of the whole album? Give my top five. All right, I'm ready. Number five, I think, has to go to Wait. I really do love Wait. Um, number four, probably Honey. And then number three, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to go with San Marcos as number three. Oh, what's your two then? I'm gonna have to go with Fabric, honestly. You and then Fabric, no, okay. Fabric is number two, and then Tanya is number one. I have to I have to give it. To I Tanya. guess I guess I have to agree as a, as a whole, as an album maker. The album, like honestly, and that's that's so crazy to say because like, Wait and then Down makes a great album. Like, yeah, honestly. And like those those first songs, I just I just can't I can't. Do oh yeah, those are definitely not anywhere near my top five. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
So my top five, I'll give a nod to something about him. Not my fifth one, but I love that song. Mm-hmm. It's always going to be special. Yeah, uh, my honorable mention goes to something about him. Wade definitely is number five because it brings uh, Dawn into mm-hmm. to the light. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I enjoy that. I enjoy that he's making more of a stand. Uh, four, easy. That's Vivid. Because I enjoy Vivid's kind okay. of better transition. Okay, I like Vivid. Okay. Three, San Marcos. Okay. And then it's... This is the ultimate time. I, I think I think Tanya goes second because I enjoy Ooh. mostly just Kevin's kind of yeah. chorus. Like yeah. I just love his chorus, and this that's what makes song for me. It makes me want to just head bob. You know what I mean? Mm. And then fabric. I love fabric. I I listen to fabric on the daily. Uh-huh. I listen to it twice in the shower today. Like I just <laughs> stay in there a little bit longer just for fabric. You know? I, I think that rounds off my top five though. That's I mean it's a solid top five. So if we had to rank the album out of ten, what are you saying? I'm giving it a, a seven or an eight. The beginning track could have been harder. Mm-hmm. I think if those weren't there, it'd be a ten for me mm-hmm. because I'm a Brockhampton big old fan. Mm-hmm. But I just don't think there's enough there for me to give it the saturation one or mm-hmm. three. Length. Yeah, no, definitely. I think I think eight is probably my my score. I'm gonna give it. Um, definitely, if I, if I had to rank all the albums, like I said before, I think it goes one iridescence, um, iridescence and. Uh, saturation three or tied, and then uh, saturation two. Not my favorite album. Did you forget about their other album that I don't know the name of? All either? American Trash. All American Trash, which was <laughs> not, that's you, just trash. Yeah, you can take away the All American part, and it would be the correct title <laughs> of the album. That was bad, in my opinion. That is not the summer broadcast that no, I want. No, 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 no. But yeah, definitely for me, it goes probably one three, iridescence two, trash. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, so, do, where do we think Brockhampton is going after this? Uh, where's Brockhampton going after this? I think they release one more album until they have to answer the question, what's up with Amir? Mm-hmm. I think that's where it happens. Mm-hmm. I think they get one album with Jaden. Jaden kind of leads them in another kind of crazy. I think I think Jane Smith starts pulling them away from Brockhampton and saying, hey, Joe, can you hop on this track with me? Okay. We, we get a Brockhampton, kind of like how Kanye West has his disciples of mm-hmm. Chance, Kanye. I mean, not Chance. Cuddy and mm-hmm. Big Sean, we get kind of like the James Smith, James Smith disciples. Even, oh, okay. Even though he's younger than them. Yeah, but right. Right. I think that's where it goes from here. I think he makes them into individuals. Okay, I can see that. When do you, when do you expect next album out? When do you expect <sighs> next, next album? I, I I think they're gonna take a little bit of a break. We're gonna get a nice Christmas album. Yeah, I think we're gonna get a Christmas album too. Yeah. We're gonna get a December album. I would expect it. I'm gonna call it now. I'm gonna say December fifteenth. I'm feeling like that's a Brockhampton date for you. I feel like they're going to do something edgy and crazy and make it the 25th of December. They're that gonna, would be wild. They're, they're going to Christmas drop and they're going to say, we're bigger than Jesus. <laughs> what I would love is for an October <laughs> album to come out. And then the next thing we know is like the best years of our lives. This is the worst year of our lives, but this is this is the best years of our lives trilogy ending. And they drop it the day of or the day before New Year's. Yeah. And that's it. And then and that's, that's the year. Yeah. I would love that. Obviously, they have a tour going on until December. I don't think that they'll switch it up all that much. So I don't. I, these are just things that if I'm thinking as a performer, I would not want to do. But Brockhampton is known for their wild ideas. So yeah, you know, you never know. They got a lot of members. You know, they got. I agree. But that's uh. That's all we got for today. That's all we got. I've been Jonathan Heimbaugh. and I'm Katie Gongoli. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to tune in next time, we'll definitely be back with more Brockhampton discussions. I enjoyed this. Brockhampton, we, rap, <laughs> football, you never know. We get another Brockhampton album. You know we'll be here. We'll All be right? here. Have a good day, PT. <laughs>